You're listening to the Her Business Beat podcast, where real women share how purpose drives profits and how life harmony can exist with your hustle. I'm Geneva Moresma, the founder of Hearts and Heels, a networking group for women where we work together for flourishing businesses and come together through enriching education and joyful relationships. Whether you're a part-time business owner or a fast-scaling entrepreneur who is also a conscientious leader, you can create soul-led success by fueling your greatest ambitions with pure heart. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of cab, pop in your AirPods, and get ready to check your purpose pulse to create work that matters and the success you desire. All right. So today on Her Business Beat, I am here with a friend and financial advisor. And I sound very raspy today because I'm getting over a uh, sinus infection, fun stuff. But I'm here with my friend, Jen Avi, and she is a financial planner. I'm going to let her introduce herself just a little bit. Jen, tell us, I guess, a bit about um, yourself, your company, and where you serve clients currently. Sure. I, my name, I'm Jen Avi, and I'm in Massachusetts and Florida. I serve clients throughout the United States as you know, I can service people in person or through WebEx and Zoom. So I have opportunities to work with people everywhere. I'm a financial advisor. I'm also have the designation of a certified financial planner. And so basically what that means when you see that it's when CFP is after someone's name is that that professional has advanced training in the integration of tax planning, retirement planning, investment planning, insurance planning, et cetera. So there's a larger layer of expertise in estate planning as well and the integration of those pieces. Okay. So uh, I was able to achieve that designation back in 2020 something I'm really proud of. I'm also a, you should be, (laughs) I also host of a podcast as well called the Naked Wealth Podcast and the author of the book called Naked Wealth. So that's a little bit about me. I'm also a mom of four kids, super busy juggling all the demands of the teenage years and running a business as well. Yeah. And I know you've been spending a lot of time between your home state and the great state of Florida where I am. So juggling four kids and two locations where you're kind of centering business out of and doing all the things. But so I love the title of your podcast and your book, Naked Wealth. Tell me a little bit about like the concept of that term, like how you came up with that. Sure. So I brainstormed. I always say, I'm not very creative. And my executive coach says, we're not going to talk like that. We're going <laughs> to. And but yet I, I feel like my creative bone could use uh, a little work. But nonetheless, I was reading a book one day and it was a book by a pastor from Manhattan and his name was Timothy Keller. Um, he passed away um, in 2023. Tim Keller had a quote and I going to butcher it, but it was something to the effect of our greatest desire is to be fully loved and fully known, which Mm. is really what you're looking to achieve in a marriage. And that it's a lot of like being loved by God and you're able to really be naked with one another in a way where you're spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and that includes financially. And I, it really hit me when I was reading that. And I thought that really is what I'm trying to achieve with my clients, not just with their spouse, but with the people yeah. they're planning with, their parents, their children, their extended family. Like, how can we be 
naked with one another and vulnerable so that you can come in and say, Hey, I'm, you know, trying to balance my business. I'm a business owner and I'm a parent and I'm trying to balance my business finances, my personal, and I don't know what to do. And to be able to have that vulnerability to say, I just don't know, or I don't know how to get a handle on where do I spend my money? Do I spend it on my business or do I put it in at 529? And to do that with cl- you know clients with their advisor, but as well as uh, husband and wife and mother and child. So yeah, no, that's that's great, and I love I love the um, the origin of things, you know, and the thought behind that whole concept of just naked wealth. Because I do think it's it's hard for all of us, but I think especially us as women. I know you and I have in common that we love working with women. That's I know a client for you that you really really love working with with the space of women, but being vulnerable with our finances is a hard thing. Mm-hmm. So curious, what are, you know, when women are coming to you to say like, Hey, I need somebody to help create the roadmap for my future, help secure my future. What are some of the things that maybe have kept them from coming to you sooner than when they mm-hmm. came to you? That's a good question. <laughs> Uh, there's all, you know, varying things. Sometimes it's just busyness, right? Like, oh, I had to go get my child evaluated for autism. And then I had to take them because they had an ear infection to the doctor. And then it was teacher conferences and their IP and you just back burner, back burner, back burner things. And then all of a sudden you realize seven years have slipped away. And so they come in thinking I've been meaning to do this. So it wasn't a lack of understanding or knowing it needed to be done. It was more just a, other things were a little more on the top of the priority list. Should we say that um, that financial planning could be good self-care? It could be good self-care. Right? I it is good self-care. <laughs> when you do put something off, you just feel that naggy, like, oh, I need to, I need to, I need to. And if you yeah. just do it, move it out of the way, and you transfer that weight to someone else's shoulders like my own, then it just relieves you of that burden. So it is yeah. one thing on your to-do list. I, and I wonder if, I know for myself, it I feel like I entered the game a little bit late in working with somebody personally. Um, I think women, we, we go through some unique situations, whether it's kids. For myself, it was it was passing through a divorce and I felt like I just had my world rocked. And so I was like, okay, I have to get these things in my life together before I can do this stuff. And so it was the thing I kind of kept putting off. And then I think part of it at one point, I was like, gosh, like, am I too late to jump on the train? Like, have I, have I missed the boat? You know? And so I think there was a little bit of self-flogging that happened there before I swallowed my pride and was like, no, like it's, it's not too late. Like I just need to start. Are there any other people like me? Yeah, those are, yeah, that's super common. But sometimes it almost works the other way too in reverse where you might be, sometimes you say, well, I'm going through this life transition, so I need to get these things situated so I'll deal with that later. Or you go through a significant life transition and that drives you to schedule that meeting sooner. So I mean that actually occur both ways. I've also seen that level of self-doubt or embarrassment of, oh my gosh, I'm 40 years old and I haven't you know, I have $10,000 in this 401k I had right. three years ago, and now I'm self-employed and I haven't done anything. So I've been growing my business and that, you know, maybe it's too late. So therefore I'm not going to go, or it's too embarrassing or whatnot. And, or I don't have enough money. That's a big one. People think I okay. don't have enough money to see an advisor or the other 
or the other two major ones with women I see are my husband takes care of it. That one's huge. Yeah. Okay. Until the husband doesn't, or, or they predecease the wife, or oh. what have you. Um, but it is important to understand your finances. Even if your spouse yeah. does, it's important to understand just in case the unthinkable happen. But also, or, hey, I'm just using somebody. I've had a financial advisor since I was 20 and I'm using the person my parents use. I see that a lot. And so it's not really an active relationship that's back and forth and conversational. It's more of a, I just happen to have this financial advisor and I just leave my stuff there. I don't know what I have. I don't know why I have it. I don't know why the investments are in there that are, or the tax buckets and integration with that person's life. It's just, I'm afraid to go somewhere else because this is a family tradition. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a legacy practice for the family is this is who we work with. So, okay. Those, those are all good things to ponder. So I know before we started recording and we were kind of just chatting about what to chat about today, but you know, here we are into the new year now. We are, um, you know, in the second week and it's 2024. I know the economy has obviously been a hot topic and I, you know, think we're in an election year. It's going to continue to be a hot topic and something that we we watch in election years. You know, let's talk about maybe a few things that we can talk about people in general, but I think for women specifically, the audiences that we speak to here on the podcast are entrepreneurial women. You know, what are some things that we should be mindful of maybe with our money, things that we can do ourselves this year, or we should be looking for, and maybe some questions we should ask our advisor if we have them already, somebody else that we're working with, uh, just some top thoughts, I guess, Jen, is what I'm asking for, like here for the year. You know, it's a broad... It is a broad question in the regard that everything is so situational. Um, There is one size fits all. So that's really important actually to keep in mind. That'd be one thing. There's a friend and they say, oh, you should go do X, Y, Z because I did X, Y, Z. That doesn't mean you should do that. Everybody has a personal set of life circumstances and your financial plan should also be personal. So make sure your financial plan is personal. If you are just tossing money at something without really knowing what you're doing or why, or maybe you're not, maybe you're just stockpiling in a savings account because you'd feel like, I don't understand what's going on. I'd say a good thing for the new year would be to put it on your top priority list to make sure that you find a finance, talk to your friends, talk to your family, look in the community, find someone who resonates with you, not just someone who has a lot of credentials or somebody who you know, is, you know, goes to your chamber of commerce, but someone you can truly open up and talk to and yeah. the good questions. Here's, here's what we have. Here's what I have. Yeah. Here's what I, what I, what my goals are and really find something, you know, make sure that your products and your strategy align with your current and then your midterm and your long-term goals. What are some, you know, I think we see so many people right now that are, you know, we talk about a gig economy. There's so many people in the entrepreneurial space that have like income coming in from different, different sources, different jobs, how difficult, or what are things that they need to be considering when you've got, you know, a digital course that you're selling and you're doing this thing and you've got this kick going on. I'm talking about myself, (laughs) like what are maybe some things 
when you've got diversified income that can be challenges, I guess, or things I should be mindful of when I'm thinking about my money? I think really having a collaborative, again, a lot of this just boils down to getting in front of your team. I think having a collaborative meeting with your accountant and your financial advisor and really making sure your financial advisor understands your business structure. Do you have one LLC? Do you have three different LLCs? Do you have one for coaching and one, you know, all for different things? How are they structured? Do you have retirement plans attached to any of them? Are you fully maxing any of them out? If you're not, then maybe you just need one. If you are, maybe new strategies. Do you have ease that's associated with your business? Do you already have retirement savings? Are you looking to save on taxes and save for retirement? Or are you simply looking to save for retirement, but you're in a low bracket because maybe it's your first couple of years in business? So I think there's a lot of a lot more questions than answers really. And I, yeah, it, yeah. it just, it needs a collaborative approach. I mean, making sure you're, if you're a business owner, I mean, anybody really, this is nothing I do, but do you, making sure if you don't have an estate plan, if you don't have your healthcare proxy, your power attorney and your will, if you are 18 listening to this call and you don't have that, seek out an estate attorney. You need those mm-hmm. documents. Without a business, but with a business, especially, do you have a business continuation plan? Do you need one? I mean, you may not even need one. If you have a business partner, do you have the right amount of insurance to buy one another out in the event that the unthinkable happens? So it's really for anybody sitting down with an advisor who will really ask you a comprehensive list of questions to fully understand your situation and then refer or work alongside your state attorney and your tax professional to make sure that all of the pieces are working together. Because it does no good to have these things not working with one another. That's so true. And I think that that's a great, that was a great second tip is to get that collaborative meeting together with all the key players, because you're right. And you mentioned a lot of different scenarios. And, you know, we, we often, I think, live in the here and now, and we don't ever think the worst thing's going to happen. And God forbid, like we hope it doesn't. But if you are in a partnership and you're right, you know, a partner is lost to an accident or something happened, that's not just one person's family that's going to to be hit by that loss, not just in, in the personal loss, but in also the financial loss and the business and all the things that happen that you would want to not leave your family in a position where they lose out on something that you built for them, that you built with their best interest in mind to give them, or just end up, you know, with your family having to deal with some really like messy stuff, trying to clean up things that just weren't planned out correctly. Well, um, that goes in the case of incapacitation too. So if you end up yeah. in, you're in a temporary coma or you have a big surgery you didn't expect and you mm-hmm. can't run your business, but you don't want to close your business, you want to make sure it's yeah. still there when you get back in a month or two. You know, if it were sudden, do you, does somebody know how to reach out to your client base and say, or customer base and say, this is, you know, what's going on. I'm going to continue this business until this point, or, you know, stay tuned. This is what's going on and provide that update so that, you know, people don't drop off and think, oh, they're just a horrible communicator. I don't want to work with them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. That's a good point. I have a question. So, I know several women I have talked to before, and they might hear someone like yourself, uh, a financial advisor, certified financial planner talk, and they'll say, well, I have a lot of debt. I don't know that this person is for me or these services are for me. Like, what do I do? Like, how can I invest if I, if I owe a bunch of money? So what is, 
what should they do in the, in the, what's the next action step, I guess, for someone so that they don't shut down financial planning altogether, but they feel like they know which, where to go with that. Yeah. I always encourage people to reach out nonetheless, like reach out. I'll tell, you know, money's more, as much behavioral as it is concrete and financial. So people who find themselves in a lot of debt, there are different behavior patterns and past uh, money stories that kind of come into that. And so sometimes there might be a strategy, okay, we're going to come up with this strategy to pay down your debt alongside savings. Because if you have a tendency to keep getting in debt, you probably will continue to. So maybe you also save. Sometimes I will refer to other people. I'll say, hey, I don't really work with cash flow management. And you re- I can see that your issue is cash flow management. So I'm going to refer you to somebody who can help you with that. And then when you're ready, like oh, you come okay. back. Okay. Yeah. So it, it I might might be a referral or it might be a referral and let's get started on something. I'm not, it depends. But what's important is to get started. To get started, reach out. You know, it, if you call somebody and they're, you say, Hey, this is my situation. I don't really have much money, but I really want to save and reach these goals. And I just don't know where to begin. If they just say, well, I don't work with that click. They're not the right person anyway. So reach out to keep calling. So you find somebody who will minimum point you in the right direction, even if they're not. The yeah. I've been, I, I love that. Um, you know, thinking about money being behavioral. And I, I think I hear a little bit of, of your past, your former life as a, as a teacher, you know, uh-huh. and that, but thinking about that, if you break it down that way, it makes sense. And just listening to people's money stories, you know, someone like yourself that can kind of hear the patterns or see, you know, okay, this is what we're doing and, and help people kind of develop more self-awareness with that. And uh, because it's, it's hard sometimes it's hard when you're in the middle of your story to see outside like a bird's eye view of that and then to get clarity, objective clarity over it. Because I think sometimes we're very emotionally attached to our money, our things, our plans, our goals. All of those things are so, so personal. And you do need someone that you can trust, you can get naked with <laughs> in the wealth department and and really um, be vulnerable enough to let them guide you. And uh, But that does take an immense amount of of trust. Yeah. I think I find sometimes when you're in that situation, it's really the equivalent to somebody who's extremely obese saying, I'm going to go to the gym, but I can't go to the gym because I'm not in shape enough to go to the gym. You know, you hear it's kind of that same, oh, I'm in too rough of shape. So therefore I can't, you just have to get started. And in terms of a new year with anything, whether it's getting in shape or whether it's reaching your business goals or making the phone calls you don't want to make. It's it's just that first step. You don't have to have progress by a mile. You have to have progress yeah. by an inch and you just have to keep your promise to you. So make whatever that first step is, whether it's tomorrow, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call someone. You don't have to get out of debt tomorrow. You just have to call someone. So set that short little goal that's going to move the needle by just an inch and just keep your promise to you and do it. And I think that's probably like whatever, wherever you are, whether you're disorganized in your business and need to get your finances in order, whether you're have all these 401ks from 10 different jobs around and you've been meaning to consolidate, whether you have a financial advisor you're not comfortable talking to, whether you need to go get your estate plan done, just make that one step. 
Just yeah. make a promise to you that, okay, this year, this is getting done. But the one thing I need to do right away is this and just break it down because it is going to yeah. look too big if you look at the whole picture. Yes. I, you know, as, as someone with a background in behavioral health myself, I know that I used to always tell parents of children, they would want me to set these big, big lofty goals. Well, you know, why don't we have the child talking and doing this at 90%? And I'm like, well, our baseline is like, <laughs> So, right, let's make a small move. And then when that child accomplishes the little thing and the family sees the little thing done, we feel, we all feel good. And then guess what? We're going to get more wins, you know, and then we're going to build up. And I think it is the same for us as adults with whether it's financial goals or health goals is that when we, you know, decide we're going to run a marathon and we can't even like run a mile. It doesn't make sense to set that goal. And then we just set ourselves up for failure and self-deprecation and and all the bad things that go with that. But I also love building an accountability. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I haven't looked at my finances in a while. Like I haven't, I haven't put that team together. I haven't really like had that good meeting is just tell somebody, tell a business bestie, hey, I have to do this. And they might have one too. And then hold one another accountable to the little goal. And then when you accomplish that, you'll be motivated to do the bigger things to keep going. Yes. Yeah. Those small wins stack. Yes. Yes. Amen. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. So Jen, what are some ways that people can stay connected to you? I know you put out a lot of content. You mentioned your podcast and your book. So how could people best stay connected to you, learn from you, or procure your services? Sure. Um, My website is wawm.lpl.com. And there is a start a conversation button on the website. And that can be used to, you know, start a conversation. And, you know, you can write anything in the box um, and it'll come to me and, you know, I'll reach back out. I also, if you're just interested in the market and kind of want to listen in to, you know, something to get comfortable without feeling like, oh no, I have a one-on-one call. I do do a quarterly market update. My next one is January 17th. So if that's something you're interested in, you can just go on that same spot and just type in, please send me the invite to the quarterly market update. It's free. You just zoom. It's a closed call. So it's in listen only mode, but it's just a way to get a little bit of, hey, this is what's going on right now. And or add me to your mailing list, you could write in there and then you'll also receive Mm -hmm. a newsletter. So any of those would absolutely be a good way. I am on social media. My business name is being rebranded currently. So stay tuned because the current name is a little cumbersome, but it is Wirenen, W-I-R-O-N-E-N, A-B-A-U-B-E, Wealth Management. And so you can find me on Facebook as well as LinkedIn under the business name. Excellent. So the marketing call you said is on the 17th of this month. Um, At lunchtime. I always do it over like a lunch. Okay, that was my question. Eastern noon to one. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. I think that that's great. So you do those every quarter, you said? Every quarter. That's awesome. So that's a very, like you said, if you're not ready for the one-to-one, Paul, but you just kind of want to, you know, put your ear in the conversation and see yes. what Jen's all about, you can join up with that. I think I might do that myself. So yes, I appreciate your time today and sharing your expertise and some great tips and just kind of start points for 2024 because I always think 
the worst thing is to get to the end of a year or the beginning of the next year and realize that you made no movement on something that was actually very important to you. So this is a great time of the year to like move with all the new momentum and new things and just take that very first small step. Or like you said, if you've been using a, an advisor for years just because and you're just not, you don't know what's going on really with your money is to ask yourself if you'd like to be more informed this year. And if so, find somebody that you connect with and that way you can grow with your money. So thanks. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks for tuning into Her Business Beat. I hope you found some sunshine for your business journey or heard something that made your purpose pulse beat faster. Please hit subscribe, write us a review, and share this episode with a friend. Tune back in for new episodes soon.